Wait, Dale, you have, you have something on your back. What? It didn't what work. <laughs> I was like, what? On- <laughs> I knew at least one of those made sounds. He has a horse on his back. Oh my god! That is my first build a bear. His name is Sharky, even though he's a turtle, and his little his little. Uh, Shell is a backpack with a little zipper on it. It's so cute. Aww. He's got a stick horse, man. Yeah. <laughs> I used to nays. love stick horses. I've had this since like 2004 and the nay still works. So <laughs> shout out to Build-A-Bear. Oh, that's, a, that's a good. Can you put it back? Put things like, were you raising a barn? Yes. Okay. I was raised in Oklahoma. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we are trying to start some new segments. So we're not just talking y'all's ear off about a bunch of stuff that no one cares about. Uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Says but the one non-music guy here. We do not support that joke on Successfully Unsigned. Hey, don't copy Disclaimer. me. <laughs> um, so one of the segments that we want to do is an artist segment. So one of us picks an artist and then we just kind of go in depth about it uh, i guess we can kind of decide whether we want to do like an overall general view or focus on album focus on a song i guess we'll kind of decide as we go mm-hmm. today's artist which i did not pick by the way i would just like to clarify that david picked this artist we have miley cyrus so to give us a little um visual aids <laughs> to give us a little visual aid uh i have miley cyrus's miles to go her autobiography uh, probably with a ghostwriter. Oh, there's some fun pictures in here. I've actually never read this, but I love celebrity biographies. I love how you just um, have this book on standby. Well, I <laughs> use them like hidden in the clown, like stuffed animals. No, just pulled it out. I actually use, uh, so I use books for decor, but I use celebrity books for decor because I think they're funny. But let's read uh, a little passage real quick. Passage. Before we went on the Cheetah Girls tour, I literally just randomly picked this. My mom made one demand. <laughs> Usually when you're on tour for a concert, the whole crew stays on buses together. I was sharing a crew with the Cheetah Girls, so the total group was big. About 100 people divided among maybe four buses. The dancers, two boys, and two girls were all in their 20s. I was 13 years old. Mom said she didn't care if I didn't make a dime on tour. She just wanted to make things as normal as possible for me. So we paid for an extra bus for just me, Mom, Mammy, and Noah. Shout out to Noah Cyrus, who is probably doing Ponyo at this point. The rest of the kids stayed in school. Wow, that's cool, which that actually is going to come back around because we're going to talk about Miley going on tour. Anyway, this is fun. Maybe I'll read this. (laughs) And then we also, for a visual aid, (laughs) we have Miley Cyrus herself. (laughs) This was so perfect when you suggested this. I was like, wait, and we have Hannah Montana. She's supposed to sing, but doesn't have batteries. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Oh, that's scary. That sounded like Annabelle from here. It did. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, so never seen in the same room before. Crazy. We got Miley and Hannah. Yeah. Um, her outfit. They're honestly both their outfits are atrocious. These are from season one. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry. Just can we go back Copyright to your never claim. seen in like this is the first time these people have ever seen, been seen in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Like it's it, true. <laughs> What's funny about that? This video is going to get a, a million views because of that. I know. That's. Right? Okay, so I have three pages of <laughs> three pages of notes. So we're gonna go through Miley's overall career, and you guys just kind of like comment. I'll ask some questions. Sure. So first off, Miley was born Destiny Hope Cyrus, which I didn't know that. That's pretty cool, huh? So Destiny, first, Destiny. No um, wonder she changed her name. Mm. So first, 
we get Hannah Montana. This is in 2006. I remember the premiere of Hannah Montana. Yeah, me too. And being like, this is crazy. Dale didn't watch children's shows, so nope. don't ask him anything. Um, but first off, Hannah Montana is such a good show. And the music in it is so good. Genuinely so good. Um, I will say something about Disney Channel songs. Once you hit the bridge, yeah. The bridge is never good, but the yeah, rest of the song is always great. Yeah. Um, so great, in fact, sure. that Hannah Montana albums uh, had two number one and three top five soundtracks on the Billboard Top 200. And her hit song, He Could Be the One, great song, uh, uh, was in the top 10 for the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, now, if you go back and watch Hannah Montana, warning to all parents who want to show their like now kids Hannah Montana, don't. Because... She is such a brat. She is so selfish. I never realized it growing up. And I remember Jackson, her brother in the show, would always be like, oh, it's all about Hannah. It's all about Hannah. He's and right. He was right. She literally was just like, oh, just do this for me. Yeah. You know, and she is such a brat. You know, I'd, I'd see clips of Hannah Montana when I'd go to, you know, like my cousin's house or something like that or, you know, someone else's place. And that was one of the things, even at that age, that I saw in her that I was like, I hate this. Yeah. I was like, I do not want to watch the show. She is so annoying. Well, the rest of the cast made up for it. And honestly, I still liked her as a kid, so it's fine. Um, so then, you know, she's in the midst of Hannah. So then she kind of branches off and does her own solo career while she's still doing Hannah. Hannah had four seasons, which was like a big deal for Disney Channel because they usually only let you have three. But if you get four, that means your show is really good. That's Raven was the first to do it, I think. Mm, that's so um, Raven. Yeah. And so she has her own solo career. Definitely more like bubblegum pop. My kind of influences. So we have Party in the USA, mm. Seven Things. Such a good song. See You Again. Mm. And then she releases The Climb for the Hannah Montana movie. I hated that song. <gasps> I could not stand that it's song. The climb. That's actually that actually makes me upset that you say that because that's still that's genuinely that such a good song like that I feel like everyone like even my mom had that song downloaded. Uh, it reminded no. me in that song when she's like when she holds the note is the club that of that Tim McGraw song where he's like live like you were dying. That's a good song though. I do like that and one. He like holds it. So maybe that was one of her influences. Okay, so Dale's kicked out of the podcast. But um <laughs> for having good taste. Also, yeah. Hannah Montana movie, can we just talk about how she literally rips off her wig in front of a whole bunch of people in Nashville, Tennessee, and then ask them to not tell anyone, like in in the news or press, and they just do it and she yeah. keeps her secret for a whole nother season until she finally releases herself to the world. Not I would tell it. I would be telling everyone. I don't care. I'm sorry, Miley, but I'm telling everyone that I just saw Hannah Montana take off her wig and she's not really Hannah Montana. Mm. Wait, okay. what? So you know the premise of Hannah Montana, right? That she's living a double life. So she's a teenager, but she wants to keep her normal life. So she throws on a wig and pretends to be Hannah Montana and no one knows that Miley Cyrus is Hannah Mon or Miley Stewart is Hannah Montana. Right. Right. So in the Hannah Montana movie, she like, there's a whole bunch of build up to it, but eventually she's doing this concert and she takes off her wig revealing to hundreds of okay, people. Okay. But it was in the concert. I thought you meant like on set. I'm like, but everybody knew. No, 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 no. In the movie, in the movie. Okay. Okay. I got Never mind. I was saying it wasn't realistic. I got you. Okay. So moving on from Hannah Montana. Sorry. I spent way longer on that than I won, but, um, she 
goes into her uh, she's hand montana's over now she's trying to like get away from that image so she releases can't be tamed which is little raunchy little little she's pushing the edge a little bit but it's more of like dance pop nothing crazy it gave um, me very paris hilton vibes at the time okay like when when she first went miley when she first went out like as miley cyrus instead of hannah montana with her music releases like that's that was who i associated with her at the time i am shocked you knew who paris hilton was at that age <laughs> i mean her dj stuff was terrible but yeah i'm seriously shocked that yeah. you knew that good. i didn't like it but i knew it i mean good for you though um we support paris on the show mm. Um, so I read something really interesting in 2008. So this is two years before can't be tamed comes out. Donnie Osmond, who was a teen idol in the seventies wrote, Miley will have to face adulthood as she does. She'll want to change her image and that will change. And that change will be met with adversity. Well done. That change will be met with adversity. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I think it was fairly accurate because when she first really started pushing herself as Miley. What did she do? She completely rebranded who she was. Right. She rebranded herself instead of the que- the, the the sweet, innocent, cute little like, you know, Disney Channel princess mm-hmm. kind of idea. She went the opposite direction to mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to be a sex icon. I'm going to be, you know, like you said, like her early songs, especially were pushing kind of that more carefree, you know, young adult uh raunchy lifestyle like that was became the image that she tried to push with the whole you know, even if you want to look like the whole wrecking ball uh you know music Which video we'll and to. all of that kind of stuff like that became her new image that's who she pushed herself to be now it's interesting how she's kind of taming down from that now yeah and we're gonna get to but, all of that okay but I, my just bad, meant, my bad. I just meant like i just i guess i found it really interesting that in 2008 he says this and he even says it's going to be met with a lot of adversity because mm-hmm. I do remember, mm-hmm. which like I said, when we'll, when we get to it, especially her like bangers era, people like you could not go a week without hearing someone make fun of Miley Cyrus and how she's gone crazy. Like every other childhood yeah. star. Well, I feel like that's the challenge of most Disney mm-hmm. channel stars is like, yeah. how do you get out of that and mm-hmm. still be a person that people perceive? Mm-hmm. Because the problem with being, on Disney Channel for anybody is like you're perceived as this perfect princess that never does any wrong. And she was mm-hmm. like 12 when she started, which yeah, is crazy. And then, and then people find out, oh, they have a life and they have interests. And it's like maybe those interests don't align mm. with the right. values of Disney Channel. Right. Yeah. And that shouldn't be a shock to anybody. That's right. Everybody has their own life and makes their own decisions. And if, you know, we, we accept that from like Adam Levine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we see Miley Cyrus and we have a stand. We've like made these like standards in our head. They're the golden child. Sure. Yes. And then when they do something that's a deviation from that, you're like, oh, what are they doing? They've gone off their rocker. They've gone mm-hmm. off the deep end. Well, that's part of the, the marketing, right? The outrage yeah. factor, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. any publicity is good publicity, as we've sure. discussed. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, just the, the negative context it gets people's attention. Well, I mean, yes. look at the same thing happened with Demi Lovato. Yeah. You know, and to an extent, well, Ariana Grande. And my thing with that, like, I, I think you have your like three different 
uh, childhood stars of which way they can go. You have like Selena Gomez and uh, Hillary Duff, like super, like they stayed pretty wholesome for the most part. Like they may have done a few things here and there, but like for the most part, people really liked them mm-hmm. even after Disney and like they kept their image pretty clean. They didn't like go off and do a bunch of crazy drugs or anything. You have your like Miley's and Ariana's where they started doing more like adult things and people didn't like it because it was drastic but it wasn't they're not like going off the deep end ODing or anything and then you have your Demi's your Britney's your Lindsay's where they are a laughing stock because of they've now been in rehab a ton of times and they have a genuine addiction or problem and no one's talking about it and no one's taking care of it and that's a whole nother rant that I could go on of how the media treated yeah. Britney, Lindsay, and anyone else. Uh, just women, period. But especially like childhood stars, it's like, well, yeah, of course they're going off the deep end because all you're doing is making fun of fun of them. And per- Perez Hilton, I blame you. You're to blame. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> but I mean, you're right. I mean, at some point you have to, if, if, if you were a child star of any kind, at some point you either slink back into the shadows of anonymity until you're old enough to completely come out as your own individual person and Mm -hmm. you have confidence and you just push in and you're like, all of a sudden this is just who I am and everybody has to accept it or not. And they don't Mm -hmm. remember, you know, it's been long enough that they don't remember. For instance, like I think about, um, and I can't think of his name. He was in, um, Indiana Jones and then he just recently was everywhere all at once. Yes. Uh, you know, someone like that, right. Childhood star to an extent. And then, you know what now he's yeah he's a grown adult he's doing his own thing or you push through some kind of adversity and rebrand yourself publicly yes and yeah like the like the people you just mentioned or like if you want to throw in there Justin Bieber is yeah. is another character that's very similar um that went through a similar process to an extent from childhood you know wonder boy to you know i mean growing up is hard period mm-hmm. like it's just hard and Coming into yourself and figuring out who you are is hard. And then to do that in front of billions of people, mm-hmm. it's just not like, it's just unfathomable, unfathomable. Oh my goodness. I cannot speak tonight, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Unfathomable. So, and I follow like a lot of smaller childhood stars or like they haven't done as much. So like I'm literally wearing my Topanga shirt, mm-hmm. Danielle Fischel, like she now does a podcast about Boy Meets World. And it's like that show was so long ago and like all the respect and love to her. But it's one of those things where it's like you either have to, like you said, well, I feel like you either have to like go wild and do something completely different until you eventually kind of grow into your own kind of how Miley has done, or you have to fade into a nominant anonymous, I really cannot speak. <laughs> There's going to be a compilation. Okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and you just either just completely go away or you come back and all you're talking about is the glory days. And it's kind of like, oh, mm. that's cute. And like, I like it, but also. Well, as, but at the same time, it's I've seen so many child stars be like, it's terrible because you grow up and you don't have any money because a lot of times child labor laws for anything in the industry, terrible. But they're like, it's so weird for millions of people to know who you are and to like, you're famous, but you're broke. 
So yeah. it's just so many different <laughs> facets. And, and think about it, like think about what we all went through, you know, going through our t- late teens and early twenties. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine late teens. <laughs> I was I was ten, brother, ten. Um, but imagine that being under the microscope. Yes. Uh, and then yeah. uh, everything you've done and everything you've said is being scrutinized. Yes. Yep. Your Facebook posts that you're embarrassed about in your memories. Everyone will always remember. Everyone will know. Yep. You know, um, and so the, it's just the challenge that growing up in that lifestyle presents. Yes. For anybody, yes. but especially for people who put themselves under the spotlight early. Yes. And like as big of a spotlight like Hannah Montana and Disney and everything like that. So like going off of that in 2010. So he says this in 2008. It comes through 2010. She releases Can't Be Tamed. It's kind of like, ooh, Miley, like you're doing a bit too much. And then a video releases of her using a bong. And it's released by TMZ. Mm -hmm. And it was like this whole thing. People were freaking out. And she 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 actually reposted it back in 2020 for like the 10 year anniversary. (laughs) Um and was just kind of it was just kind of making fun and being like thanks to the friend who posted who like gave this to the media um but to me that was almost the beginning of the end uh because then uh well she she was in some movies she was in the last song with liam hemsworth hemsworth Mm -hmm. uh in 2010 and then in 2012 is when she chops off her hair and bleaches it Mm -hmm. and that was like i remember that picture being released and everyone being like she yeah. cut her hair which i was also like that because i was a kid and i was like oh my god she cut her hair but looking back it's a haircut yeah <laughs> it is but you know it, a lot of her image was built on her yes. hair even as hannah montana what the whole wig thing yes like her that was a part of her like identity and so for her that was a very public signal and sign i remember kind of when that happened too because i was like I didn't follow Miley Cyrus. I didn't follow Hannah Montana, but even I was like, well, that's different. Yes. So I would say to our listeners out there, if you see, you know, kids that are out there trying to put themselves out there and also going through trying to figure out who they are, be, be kind to them. Be kind right. to them. I just remember like, because I hadn't, since Hannah Montana, I hadn't really like paid attention to anything. And then all of a sudden she's like, got no hair and she's like humping the floor and you're like, <laughs> What is happening? Yeah. So that was just the yep. the outrage, not outrage, but like. No, I'd say outrage. I'd yeah. say sure. outrage. I mean, from like her hardcore fans for sure. But for most people, it's just like confusion of like. Yeah. What? I mean, I and I think the way she talks about that era, she's like, it was, it was part of me. It's what I wanted. But at the same time, I think she does kind of recognize like, yeah, it was pretty wild. But here's the reasons why. And whether you agree with that or not, I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation. But I think it goes back to the idea of you're literally growing up and trying to figure out yourself. And something that I want to point out with that is, okay, so in 2013, we get Bangers, her her Bangers era, which is she releases the single We Can't Stop. Dale has never seen it, so we're going to do a reaction video to it in a separate video. Um, And this video, I was obsessed with it. Why? I, I remember watching it and being like, oh my goodness, this is so weird and wild. She's crazy. She's so crazy. And then I couldn't stop watching it. I was just like, this is so interesting. Like, there's so many colors going on. There's so many, like, weird things going on. Um, She's, like, making a fry skull. Uh, just crazy things. Cutting her fingers off. It was crazy. Um, But this video literally set the, the Vivo record for most views within 24 hours of release and first to reach 100 million views on the site. So, um, 
at this point, she's kind of transitioned into hip hop. Uh, so we've had bubblegum pop, dance pop, hip hop. Liam breaks things off in their engagement because she's like gone crazy. So, um, you know, as David was saying, she then does like a performance with like Robin Thicke and there's a foam finger and it's this whole infamous thing with her tongue and foam finger. And it's just like, what is going on? And so I think David, you're right. It's, and late night shows had a field day with that. Yes. One. It's like. And outrage, but also making fun and just kind of confusion of like, what is what, what, why? But 2012 and 2013 were just a weird time in general for pop culture. Right. So I don't know. So at this point, she is kind of known to be weird. Like, oh, she's crazy. In 2015, she releases Miley Cyrus and her dead pets, which is more like hippie, psychedelic, experimental pop. Um, And then... In 2016, um, her and Liam get back together. And so in 2017 is where we have this another huge shift. And um, she goes on Jimmy Fallon and she says that she's stopped taking drugs, period, even weed. And she's like, I did a lot of weed. Every time I've been on your show, Jimmy, I have been high as a kite. And um, at this point, she also releases her single Malibu. And her album Younger Now, which is more like soft country pop album, uh, kind of just reflecting on her life and reflecting on her eras. And at this point, I think she's saying like, yeah, I was crazy back then. I don't regret it. But yeah, it was a little wild. But also Growing like, up. yeah, I mean, I was in front of millions of people. What was I supposed to do? You know, it's OK that as you as you grow up and as you, you know, continue to live your life to look back at things that you've done in the past and, you know, say, yeah, if I was in that same boat now, I wouldn't do that again. Yes. But, and, and learn from what you've done and consider things mistakes and be like, hey, I maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I, I did. That's part of life. That's part of growing. And if you're a songwriter, use that stuff as inspiration. Yes, yes. And she does. I mean, it's literally called Younger Now, yeah. like, which is, I think is such a cool album title. David, do you... Since you have seen the We Can't Stop video, like, do you remember the phenomenon that it was? Of course, yeah. I mean, I remember just obviously thinking what everyone else probably was thinking, like, oh, no. Like, this is... Her publicity team is having a field day with this. Yeah, yeah. And she's benefiting off of this, but she's going through something. Yes, And, like... Now, like back then, you can't really identify with that unless you've been through that era of life. Because quick kind of side note here, like life is just a Pandora's box of horrors. Like it's it's going to get bad. Um, And no matter how you think like, oh, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't do that. You don't know yes, truly yes. until you are in that situation yes. what will happen. And so yes. when when we have to be careful when we judge others, like, like in that lifestyle around all of that, there's decisions to be made. And a lot of those decisions impact your career. And you're not – and if you don't surround yourself with the right team, the right management, the right publicist, like the, all of that – it's easy to fall into that culture. Yes. But this, I'm sure her team talked her into like, okay, this is going to cause the shift. Like this is the outrage is what she played off of clearly, but that doesn't mean she still wasn't 
in a very difficult 100%. time. Yeah. I mean, like I said, through 2015, if you look at Miley Cyrus and her dead pets, that whole aesthetic, I mean, it's very like hippie and stuff, but it was weird. Like it was still very weird, but people didn't really, people had kind of gotten used to it by that point. Mm-hmm. And then in 2017, it's like, whoa, she's like normal again, whatever that means. So, and then 2018, her and Liam um, rekindle and get, oh no, they rekindled in 2016, but they get married and then 2019, they split. In 2020, the divorce is final. So that happened. And then at this point, she has another big shift in 2020. Her seventh album is like a rock album, like a rock album. Yeah, classic I heard hearts. about that. She has a mullet now. She does a cover of Blondie's Heart of Glass. It goes viral, which it was a pretty oh, good cover. I like You've ever heard it? I might have to check it out. You should listen to it. It's pretty good. Because I think... The reason I found out about that is I believe Demi also did a rock inspired mm-hmm. album release recently. And I heard one of those tracks and I was pleasantly surprised. But Demi, I will say, has always been a heavily more, influenced yeah. by Paramore. Like yeah. her and Selena literally talk about their obsession with Paramore yeah. when they're kids. Right. So it makes sense. Um, and then as of 22, 2022, she's still sober. So in 2020, she did have a relapse with alcohol during the pandemic. But um other than that she's like uh, yeah i I still don't do drugs good so for good for her and then in 2023 uh this year we have endless summer vacation um which i to me is pretty like dance pop again but it's just so interesting you've seen like all these different genres that she's gone through to mm-hmm. like find herself but i also but every part of it is herself like all of those parts come together to make herself and like she still obviously has a lot of plastic hearts era left in her but still probably a little bit of bangers era and a little bit of younger now and now she's at endless summer vacation with the hit single flowers which was all over tiktok uh chart topping for 13 weeks she calls it a love letter to la i have not listened to the album i'm be honest i didn't love flowers so i it's I just don't think it's going to be for me. Mm. Actually, I don't think I've listened to any of these albums in full. So, um, but she, yeah. So have y'all, y'all, I'm assuming y'all haven't listened to it. No. no. Yeah. So there's that. And then one more thing that I just want to mention that I kind of want to get y'all's opinions on. Um, she also announced recently, she's not touring anymore. And actually her last full tour was the bangers there. Wow. bangers era in 2014 but um so a lot of people are upset about that mm-hmm. and she's just she's like look i feel more connected with my fans now than ever but i am just like tired of the hustle and bustle of living on the road which yep. i think is sta- understandable mm-hmm. she says that it's isolating and not natural to perform in millions of in front of millions of people um and she said that's what's best for her for right now and she may change as she does change things a lot with her career but for now this is what she's good so I don't know. What what do you guys think? Miley, what's good? Do y'all know that reference? No. I'm sorry. Nicki Minaj, come on. Mm. Okay. What do y'all think of that, though? <clears throat> so I agree with the touring lifestyle part of it, mm-hmm. um, especially because touring now is so transactional. It's like you, you get up there, like, what city am I in? Uh, what, where am I going next? Mm-hmm. You're, a lot of times you, you have rehearsals, you have, you know, you're just constantly on this grind of a schedule. And by the end of the mm-hmm. tour, you're just like a shell of what yeah. you should be. And it's not, it is not natural to do that. Your body isn't made for that. Mm-hmm. And the quality of your performances obviously is going to diminish at that yeah. point. Um, but I, I think that that that's good. Like, I think that if you want to come off the road and you just want to 
you know, get in the studio and, and make that be where your outlet is, that's fine. And I'm sure, like, a lot of the reason people tour anyways is financial, right? Like, financial. You make a lot of money on tours. Yeah. You make a lot of money off merch. Like, and, and, and I don't think she's really worried about that department now. Well, also, yeah. like, as fans, you're not entitled to her touring. Like, you're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But True. Uh, in fact, as fans, you're really not entitled to anything. So Facts. get over it. Yeah. You know, and speaking and, of, this is the announcement for our tour. We're going on tour. No, to a YouTube home near you. <laughs> no. Successfully you. Successfully you. Um, no, but I mean, you're right. I mean, that's the, the big push for tours and the big push for concerts is financial. Um, and, and, you know, I could go into the whole concept of how uh, the income pool for the music industry has switched over time. David, I'm sure you're aware of that. Patrick, you might be as well. But, you know, used to be, used to albums is where you made money on physical sales, physical album sales, CDs, vinyls, cassettes, whatever that looked like. Well, starting with vinyls, start really starting with vinyls became, you know, you could get into studio. If you could cut a song that was really good, if you cut an album that was really good, you could sell it a lot. Right. And you made a lot of money in recording studios and selling physical medium vinyls and then on into the various formats of tape that sold on into CDs. CDs is kind of where it ended, right? Yeah. And cause that was the last real physical medium as that decreased and streaming took up, took, took off, you know, it became all about performing. That's yes. where music is. And that's where I, sorry, that's where the money is in the music industry, which is and why so, concerts are so stupid so expensive. expensive now. If you are, if you are a, if you are an artist, you have to accept, and I don't like this because I like studio work. You have to accept though, that your recordings are merely the tool to get people to your shows. Yep. If, if you are trying to make money yep. as an artist, the recordings are merely a tool to get people to your shows because that's where you're going to actually make money. Your branding makes you money. Yep. Exactly. And it's your just image. part of your brownie, brown, branding, not brownies. <laughs> Someone's hungry. I really want some cookies or brownies or Part, something. You said browning. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's summertime. Get your tan Part on. Or you're browning, you know? Endless summer yeah. vacation. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, yeah, I think that about sums it up. Uh, thank you, Miley. We really appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you, Annabelle. We also appreciate, appreciate you. Speaking of, we actually will have an interview coming up next month. Another interview with Elena, uh, our good friend. Love her. So I'm so excited. We're going to be shooting it tomorrow. She's so, part of the band Hexproof. So go yes, check them out. If you yes. want to find out a little bit about them ahead of time, check yes. them out on social media. So, also, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and let us know what you think. And place a, if you need a curse place, I'm your guy. <laughs> I can't wait to do this compilation. It's going to be great. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next time. This is Successfully Unsigned. <laughs>